0: and welcome to this weekend bonus episode of the Her Story Speaks podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined once again by one of my favorite humans, Marcy Elvis Walker from Black Coffee with White Friends and special guest, Shay Sears-Bearfield from the popular The Shay Show. If you don't follow these ladies on Instagram, you need to run, not walk, to sit at their feet and learn from them. I cannot tell you what a joy and privilege it was to have a conversation with both of them in this episode. If you've been a listener of this podcast for any amount of time, you know I'm a huge fan of Marcy and welcome her to the show as often as I can. Her work includes Black Coffee with White Friends and Mockingbird History Lessons. So recently, I was even more thrilled to learn she's venturing down a new path called Black-Eyed Bible Study. Y'all, if you haven't signed up for it, I'm telling you, you are missing out. This is not your typical Bible study, but rather it's diving into Bible verses, stories, culture, history, and language, all from a woman as without a white supremacist patriarchal rulebook clouding the view. In this conversation, Marcy shares about what led her to start this Bible study, as well as the Womanist Book Club that kicks off in June. Marcy and Shay are teaming up to lead it, and if my conversation with them is any indication, this is going to be one of the funnest, most unique book clubs you've ever had the chance to be part of. We cover a lot of ground in this conversation, from the white American church, censorship, and of course, their first book club selection to start things off. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. So pull up a comfy seat and listen in for some serious talk sprinkled with a lot of laughs and fun conversation. You'll be glad you did. All right, ladies, welcome to the Her Story Speaks podcast, Marcy and Shay. Hey, hey you for yes. me. Yeah. Well, thank nice you join. Absolutely. I'm excited that you joined. I feel much more comfortable in this spot, Shay. (laughs) Um, So I'm thrilled to talk to both of you today. Marcy, you're a pro at all of this. And Shay, I'm just excited to hear your voice and input and talk about how you guys are partnering up with this book club. So before we do that, Marcy, for people that, I mean, everybody has to know you, but just in case, there's a couple out there. Can you just give a brief intro to yourself, Marcy?
1: I'm sure everyone doesn't know me for, for sure. Okay. <laughs> I live with a 19-year-old that reminds me of that every day. So... <laughs> they humble us, don't they? they? humble you. Um, yes. My name is Marcy Alvis Walker, and I run um, a, a blog called Black Coffee, White Friends. I also have a Patreon called Mockingbird History for Adults, and... I'm a writer. I write a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: you and you live in Chicago, right? I live in
1: Chicago now. Beautiful Chicago and Hyde Park, the oldest part of the city. And I have a husband, a dog and a daughter who's 19 years old, who keeps me humble and (laughs) challenges me and, you know, all the stuff. 19-year-old mm-hmm. daughter, y'all. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be I've humbled. A-
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got an 18-year-old one and a 12-year-old one that I think actually humbles me more. So, yeah. Shay, you have a daughter too, don't you? How old is yours? Yeah, she just
2: turned 14 and okay. I am beyond humbled. I, and I'm feeling like maybe I'm going to be in this humbled position for a while. Um, yeah, 14 is a hard, th- 13 and 14 have been the hardest years of my life.
0: so you've got a daughter tell us a little bit more about you Shay where do you live and just kind of a brief overview overview of you yeah
2: so uh my name is Shay Shay Sears-Bearfield I uh, live in Charlotte North Carolina I'm originally from Freeport Bahamas my husband's from southwest Georgia married an American southern boy and we have one daughter and we call Charlotte home Um, He has chronic kidney disease. Uh, That's a huge part of our lives. So that's why I lead with that. He goes to dialysis three times a week, Um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Our lives revolve around that, really. I like to think that I am a a conversationalist. I'm someone who likes to have meaningful conversations. I also am a writer and a thinker. And I like to think that I make an inquiry of love always.
0: Mm, I love that. I do too. That's good. And I, this morning was reading a little bit about your story, Shay, and I didn't know that about your husband. So I'm looking forward. Can we talk in a couple of days to dive more into that part of your story and share about it? And I also didn't know that you lived in the Carolinas, so you really could have come to our little trip. I know. I was very I feel- jealous. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that's where you live. So next time, <laughs> next time you can join in. Okay, well, we are going to get started. Um, Marcy, you told in your intro, all the things that you do. And then there's a new project that you've, mm-hmm. you've endeavored into, and that is starting a Bible study and a book club. And that's what we're going to talk about today, specifically Yay. the book club and the book. But before we do, tell us just a little bit about the Bible study, as if your other two things weren't enough for you, Marcy, two, three, four things weren't enough. <laughs> right. Tell us just like what, what led you to start the black eyed Bible study and it's fairly new. Just tell us what you want to share about that. Yeah.
1: Um, I, y'all bear with me because I'm not exactly sure how it came about to be quite honest with you. Um, the Bible study. I do know that. It has a lot to do with, I just finished the first, my first book manuscript Mm. and I just turned this enormously long project over a year of writing a book and it's not, it's still in the works. And I felt like at that time, well, what, what do I want to write now? Like what, what do I want to work on besides Mockingbird History Lessons, besides post and, um, And also, to be quite frank, I was like, and how do I want to earn an income as a writer outside of books? Because I had been listening to Roxane Gay and Tressie McMillan Cotton, who often talk a lot on their podcast, Here to Slay, about the white ceiling of the publishing world And Mm -hmm. these are, these are authors who are outside the Christian world. They're in the world of academia. And so if for them it was super white and super, you know, high ceiling, then I was like, well, (laughs) I know in the Christian circle, it's probably even much more so. And my books do lend itself to being literary Christian kind of writing and Often Christian writing is usually more lifestyle writing, or it's mm-hmm. more um, it's more of a how-to or a right. you know, parenting, and, and none of my work was that. My work is is definitely a, a, a lot more literary. And I was like, Well, I don't see what I can do with that. And I heard about um Roxanne Gay put out a newsletter and then Tressie McMillan Cotton put out a newsletter and I was like, well, those girls are ballers. I'm going to do what they're doing <laughs> and I'm like, they are ballers. So ballers. I was like, well, how do I do this? I started to research it and I saw that um, some people that I already supported were writing on this platform. Mm-hmm. and. I was often being asked how people could support me, and I really didn't have an answer for people except for Mockingbird history lessons. And the unfortunate thing about that is that not everyone wants a history lesson. I I have learned that not everybody wants to hear the history of the thing. My family has made this very clear to me in very soft, gentle ways that, you know, sometimes they just want to watch something. They don't
0: necessarily need to know. Although everybody <laughs> should want this, Marcy. That is the goal. Okay? Oh my gosh, I should. Dang it. Yes. <laughs> so
1: I kind of was like, okay, well, what, what can I do? do that might be something that people want to tune into and I kind of just laid it aside and kind of was thinking praying meditating on that um living my life and then I did a few posts about the white church mm-hmm. And I did post about because I decided that when there would be another black death that I was not going to do what I had been doing, which is a black square with the name at the bottom and then something about my feelings. And I was just like, you know what, I cannot keep reproducing this black grief Mm -hmm. because one there's a family on the other end of that grieving. And in my family, we've lost young people um, long before they were supposed to go. And I know mm-hmm. what my sisters, my, my niece and my nephew both left this world much too soon. I know what that's been like for my, for my family, especially their mothers, my sisters, um, and the, and the family members who, you know, help raise those kids. And so, I didn't want to keep I've been reading a lot of articles, Michael Brown's mom and um, Trayvon's mom, and mm-hmm. um, I just recently read one from Tamir Rice's mom, and whew, I just and how they feel that there are a lot of people capitalizing on their son's deaths. Mm-hmm. And I decided that even though I don't make a nickel off of black coffee white friends that I did not want to earn a single follower mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. a Black death. Mm-hmm. That that was just something for me and my consciousness. And so I was like, I want to post about, it was Dante Wright, I think, mm-hmm. it was his death, and maybe Adam Toledo's. I wanted to post about it, but what I wasn't going to do is make a memorial post. I wanted to post about the system beneath that brought this death mm. and speak directly to that. And for me, mm-hmm. that's the white church, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. for me, it all goes back to a colonized church faith that has not yet been decolonized. And because morality is wrapped up in how we police um, mm-hmm. and how we view what is um, Sin and what's not sin, um, what's 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 a necessary evil and what's not through the church's lens. If if the eyes of the looking through that lens is a colonized eye, a colonizer's eye, that mentality, I wanted to get at the heart of that. So I started posting about the white church and things that were that I was angry that they weren't speaking up. I was angry that I knew that people would go to church on Sunday and never hear Dante's name and never, never hear Adam Toledo's name. And, um, and not because that the church was unaware, but in my opinion, the church is afraid to speak out because they don't want to upset the status quo. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, they're peacekeeping, not peacemakers, in my opinion. And Ooh. so... I was really ticked about it and I spoke out about being angry and I had some people push back, not a whole bunch. I had like a handful of people, but you know, it's always that, it's always the one mosquito bite that keeps you up at night, not not the fact that you went to the beach and had a great day and you know, everything was great. You come home and it's just that one little pesky annoyance that um, gets under your skin. And so what was getting under my skin was that I was having particularly white men or white older women who didn't follow me, who had seen my post or someone had sent it to them or somehow it got to them, who felt like they needed to tell me that I had no right to be angry and that my anger was a sin, that I was sinning in anger, that that I was the problem. That gets on my nerves. You heard me. That gets on my nerves. (laughs) So I was really (laughs) irritated by that. And so I decided, I did some DMing with some people where I was like, well, let's get into this Bible that you so speak of. And I was shocked at how much they didn't know about the Bible. I was really shocked by that. I was like, so I'm minding my own fabulous life over here and you're assuming that the bible is against anger but you don't have anything to back that up and in fact i have all these receipts and all these scriptures that show that righteous anger is actually very much called for Mm -hmm. right i don't live in that anger i don't project that anger onto other human beings but um, oh, I'm so sorry, um, but I do speak to it. I do want to always be giving an honest account of and by the what way, it means. Can I just interrupt? Yeah. I want to yeah.
2: say this. Not only don't you do those things, you also don't seek out the anger. Thank you. You, so I, you don't I, I seek don't. it out. No. You don't no. seek it out. These no. things are happening. You aren't going to corners, looking right. under rocks and chairs, trying to find something to be angry about. And exactly. To intimate that you are is insulting and that is actually cruel and unkind.
1: You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Shay. Yeah. And so I have been talking to my husband about doing a, a a newsletter about different objects in the Bible because that's I'm a nerd, y'all, mostly. Like I'm an <laughs> introverted nerd. I have a hard time with invitations. I have a hard time with outside. I have a hard time. Same. With. Let's, <laughs> let's get together. I'm, I'm like, okay, let's, okay. What's the plan? I'm that person. Oh, Co- COVID has been quite comfortable, hasn't it? <laughs> COVID has been super comfortable for me, except for the, the death toll. If oh, we great. were all yeah. just fine, I'd be like, can't we just keep wearing our mask and keeping six feet apart? I Same. think that's a good practice in life. And so I have been (laughs) (laughs) really. So I was like, I wanted to just do this little newsletter about Uh different objects in the Bible because I'm like having my little introverted moments where i'm just like oh my gosh you know the bible sure does have a lot to say about rocks that's very interesting you know like we should talk about those objects somebody should be talking about them i want to talk about them so that was what started as and then i decided after this whole thing of people really Coming hard, and, and really, it was also so many of my followers were commenting that they were angry, too, that they didn't know what to do with the church, that they didn't know what to do with their Bible, that they didn't know um, how to pray anymore. They, like the comments were so I, they, that they left the church, that they um, had to distance from family members, that they'd been kicked out of churches. And I was like. You know, we need to have like a, a Bible study that's that's for us, for us who don't feel comfortable at actual small group Bible studies where we're being told that our ideas are not welcomed or to tone it down or whatever. So make me go get um, my hanky. I'm about
2: yeah. to go get my hanky.
0: <laughs> so, but, I but said, like with that, can I interrupt you real quick, Marcy? Because yeah. I just want to interject, like how needed. That is, because I mean, I'm who you're speaking to, one of those, because I was somebody that taught every Bible study for years. And since the last couple of years, I'm not doing another Bible study. I don't even know what I believe. So you saying what Mm -hmm. you just said, it was like, oh my gosh, maybe this is a place I can feel safe and learn and question and all of that. And I think so many others felt that. So yes, to all you were saying. So you saw that and then you decided. I decided to do a Black Eyed Bible study, which- Calling it Black Eyed
1: was basically, I wanted to look at the Bible through a Black woman's Ah. eye. Mm -hmm. Amen. A Black womanist point of view. To look at it with all my questions, all my doubts, all my issues, all my stuff, and not to look at it to tell me how to live my life, right? Because I Mm. don't think that that's what the Bible's for. I wanted to look at the Bible from the perspective of people who Felt like they needed to write something down. So why was Mark writing this down? Why did Moses write this down? And I wanted to take some of the things that kind of make me cringe, like the scripture says this. Instead of saying Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2:19 says this. I wanted to say, Paul wrote this in prison or Paul said this in a letter or Mark, Ooh, account smart. this experience with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, I still want to do my podcast, my object lesson. So I, I decided to have a friend who's going to record some, I don't even think I can call it a podcast. It's really just the recording. Y'all it's going to be recording on the newsletter that you can play that will be our conversation about different object lessons and that same vein of looking at things outside of Christian structure and biblical and theo- theological structure, mm-hmm. but to just take it outside of it's of that and to put it in the context of its historical value. Right. So, so these objects, so if we're going to talk about the lilies of the field. What was the historical Value of the lilies of the field, and what did the, what did I have to say to us today? Is mm. it going to be a rock, the stones that Jesus claims will cry out? What does what does that mean to us today? And so we're working on that, and then so I thought it was done, but then Shay goes on this vacation, <laughs> and she <laughs> and she meets Judy Bloom. <laughs> Hello.
0: Hello, oh, seen seen that. That.
2: yeah, <laughs> and she's here now in Charlotte, y'all. They are filming. Are you there, God? It's, it's, it's me, right here in Charlotte, North
1: Carolina. That's yeah. crazy. So I thought, okay, this is just too good to <laughs> not. Nah. I was like, I need to do a book club with Shay. We need to talk about this book, and we need to talk about these books <sighs> that back in I said that I bet. And, and I was not wrong. Oh. I bet a lot of Christian girls weren't allowed to read this book. Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that
1: funny? Or they read it and it was scandalous, like in some way, or it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what do we know of womanhood today that we can bring to these things that were kind of like, ooh, you mm-hmm. read that or you watched that back in the day? And what could we say to, to the young women that we were the 13-year-old, the sixth graders that we were, the fifth graders, I think I read it fifth grade, um, that we I think that's when I read it too. Yeah. And really to dissect what was going on in your fifth grade world and Miss Judy Bloom let you know that you were a woman Mm -hmm. because nobody else was telling me that. I mean, I had a mom that was a woman, like she was a woman's woman. But she wasn't trying to tell me that I could be like her. My mother was not that generous. My mother was very much like she had four daughters and son. And my mother was like, well, I'm going to be the only woman up in here. Nobody else (laughs) is going
0: to. Nobody
1: else. Like, you know, y'all will be my children and y'all will make me look like a better woman. I'm really not trying to raise y'all to be independent of me you know, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I just really wanted to have. And also Shay is so much fun. Like I have, I just have a blast with her and not because she's some sort of magical Negro. Let me just be very clear. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I don't have to, you know, dumb myself down with her. I don't have to. And I'm getting into more relationships like that because for so many years I've had to be, Either, either I've been too much, and that's never fun when you're the only person who's too much in a room. It isn't. Or I've not lived up to whatever the Black friend expectation is of that particular white room, or I've been with Black people where I've not been particularly Black enough. Like, you know, so there's always been these different. And when I'm with Shay or with Letty or with Tasha or with Patricia or with... Sharifa writes, or there are just certain women that I've connected with online Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who have black women who I've connected with, um, dignity, dignity effect. Um, Naya Apernathy is another person Mm, that I spend a lot of time, you know, as much time as I can with. I'm about to interview her. Oh, she's amazing. There's so many people. And I, I think of these women who are like me who just wanna have fun. We wanna we wanna we wanna lean into our womanhood as much as yeah, we wanna wow. lean into our blackness. And and I sensed that with Shay. Yeah. And I was like, who this will be fun with her. This is gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um and she's, I'm not gonna have to explain to her what I mean by fun. And I do have some friends where I might have to be like, so girl, this is what fun is <laughs> Like, and then, then I have to be like, no girl, that's not fun. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to read that. Nobody wants to do that. (laughs) You know, like, no, this is fun, you know? And I wouldn't have to do that with Shay. I could be like, let's have fun. And Mm -hmm. she's just like, yay, let's do it. (laughs) You know, like, and so, and so that's really what it is. This is a place for us as women. I think it's been a long, hard year And like for some of us since 2012, it's been a long, hard 10 years or so. Uh Maybe a whole, for me, like a whole long 51 years, maybe, I don't know, but it's been a long time. Um, And I think that it's time that we have a place where we're we're doing work Mm. on ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we're coming at it from a posture of curiosity, play, whimsy, um um remembering remembering uh, you know and and so we want to encourage people to share those stories as we go through the book and then also to um there'll be journal prompts there'll be things to, to help them connect to those things so that's that's a long time talking about no, what- I don't even, even know what my is. question was.
0: No. You asked me what so, the book club was <laughs> and I came. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> so <laughs> just to like the, the details. So people have to sign up, be a patron of the Black Eyed Bible Study. And that's like yeah. $5 a month, I think. It's $5 a month.
1: It's a Substack newsletter. It's $5 yeah. a month. Y'all, that is the cheapest that they will let you make it. And it's I easy. appreciate it's this easy. for them because I would wanna be like, you can get in for a nickel. But um, they're, the whole thing that Substack is about is they're like, no, you're a writer, you should be paid for your work and we will not allow you to go lower because all that does is make other people feel like they have to go lower. So no, everyone's at this baseline, Roxanne Gay, like major writers are writing on this Substack, and y'all should oh, look wow. them up. Cheryl Strayed, mm-hmm. like for wow. five bucks a month. Sarah sure. Bessie, yeah, like yeah. major people. So you can support your writers outside of buying their books. Be more connected to them, and you can do it for as low as five dollars a month. And yes, yeah, Substack should pay me, but they're not. They should pay me for that. Mm-hmm. Because they mm-hmm. um, should. That was um, a good ad there. But, but, I don't know. I'm not advertising for them. I really just truly believe in it. And I've been telling people, Shay's one person, I've been telling people, you know, if you're interested in writing and you want a a platform who supports that and is super supportive of that and you as a writer and not requiring you to do a whole bunch of other hoops, you should get in on it. So that's why it's Substack. And also because I get... I needed a place where people felt safe, where people were mm-hmm. buying in. Mm-hmm. If we we're going to talk about the Bible, we we're going to talk about womanhood. We we're going to do all these things. It could not be in an Instagram post where trolls could come. I don't I have that energy anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly. And let's just be honest. I don't have the energy. Did we ever have the energy? Yeah, exactly. Do you know, honestly, well, I didn't, it, I was a scrappy little something in the beginning, <laughs> but then I was just like, really, you know, but it's just, I, I feel like $5 a month to, to do some unraveling and maybe see something that you're not seeing some, in other places and to spend time with me and Shay.
0: Is is a pretty good deal, I think. Worth way more than $5. So (laughs) so the book club hasn't started yet. I mean, I signed up for the Bible study. I think we're like five weeks in maybe. And every Mm -hmm. Wednesday you send a Monday, lovely things. And then Wednesday you send your writing and the prompts. And then people can go on and have dialogue with you, which you do a lot of there. I was looking yesterday and I'm like, gosh, this is time consuming for you, Marcy. But it's people you want to be connecting with. If you are paying for my time, I will show up. And
1: dialogue with you. I cannot do that on Instagram with every person who comments because Mm -hmm. for one, my time, I do, I write for a living. I have to write for a living. And so that takes time and I have to decide if you're wanting to know me better and you're wanting to have more connection with me, that's that's where it's at. You need mm-hmm. to be on either doing that through my Patreon, Mockingbird History Lessons, or you need to be doing that through Black Eyed Bible Studies and the book club and all of that. Because that's where I only have so much energy in a day and I can only do so much. And I love being talking back at people and on Instagram in a nice way. I don't mean that in in a mean way. I love affirming people. And I try to affirm every single person that comments, but I can't always in depth have back and forth conversation. And I have loved doing that on Substack. And I love doing that on Patreon. I love doing that with Black Black Eyed Bible Studies. And I love doing that with Mockingbird History. And I think bringing in Shay, us partnering it, I think it's going to be a beautiful thing for the book club because it's going to be both of us Mm -hmm. um, commenting and sharing. And we both have platforms where there'll be more for people. I mean, Shay's interviewing, I think Saturday you did two people. I mean, (laughs) there's so much content there for people. And so I just, and and Shay gets paid. So so it's not like just me getting paid and I'm just like, Shay, come on, help me. And I'm not going to (laughs) pay you anything. Is that super kind of her? We should not do that to any woman, (laughs) let alone Black women, ask them to participate and not pay them. So my hope is that This is right now, it's not as big as I would like for it to be. And I want it to be big because I want to be able to be very generous to Shay. I want to be very generous to with my giveaways. I want to I want to prove to myself my prayer to God has been show me that people are interested in blackness and not just black death. Mm. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. that is,
2: you know, I keep going back to I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no,
1: please, please. You speak.
2: I just keep going back to the some of the things that you said earlier with regards to the silence of the white church and and what you felt and and the couple of trolls that came out the woodwork. The first thing that they want to tell you is that your pain, your anger is misplaced. And in fact, you shouldn't have it. You you shouldn't even have it. I just keep thinking about that. And. What that creates for so many people who are of color from the Christian um, ethos or experience, it makes us know that it is not a safe place for us. Right. I, I, I don't feel safe in a typical white American Christian church. And I say all those very specific things because I am of the belief that white American Christianity, it's its very own thing that feels and looks very different than say Christianity in the Bahamas or Barbados or Spain or Italy. And so that's why you will hear me use those descriptors. I'm not being nitpicky. I'm not being trite. I'm actually being very specific because it to me is a very specific thing. For sure. and, yeah. and that very specific thing has made me not feel very safe at all. And so uh, what I've learned in my life is if I'm feeling a thing, others feel the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and one more thing that I want to say, and then I will be quiet, is that the, mm-hmm. the, the pain, the silence of the Christian, the white American Christian church to the horrendous things that have been, not this past year, that have been consistently yeah. happening is so hurtful. And they want you to, to only care about what they care about. Right. And they don't want to care about anything you care about. I was very floored when the gun that murdered Trayvon Martin that George Zimmerman used to murder that young man. He put that thing for auction and white America Christians. I mean, they were, yeah. they were offering t- and I And I, I don't want to say incorrectly, but if my memory is accurate, the gun went for a couple hundred thousand dollars that that's my memory again but if
1: if they go for ten dollars it's it's right
2: right right yeah that that should be offensive and scary and hurtful to all who say that god sits in their heart right? right Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I guess I want to tell you, thank you, because what it seems like you really want to do too. Yes. You want it to be fun. Yes. It's going to be whimsical. It's going to be deep thinking, but it's also, it's going to be very intentional about creating a safe space for people who have this bend in their religious affiliation towards Christianity and who may look like me. Or who may not look like me, but look like Andrea. But guess what? Don't feel comfortable in those environments where you have to pretend Mm -hmm. that you feel the same thing that Uncle Jeb feels when you don't. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's such a good point. I remember, Marcy, gosh, a year ago, I remember texting you once after listening to you. I'm like, when are you starting a church? And you're like, I have no interest in that. But I think we're redefining mm-hmm. church. I mean, really yeah. like this, this is church. We've got to so break down what we think is church, you know, and as a white person that was in that white Christian evangelical church and feeling like so displaced mm. now. I, I appreciate you letting me into that space and letting it yeah. be a safe space. So it's just, it's so much what you're doing, Marcy. And I do want to thank you also because I think it's only going to have a ripple effect and grow from here. And I'm excited also that you're teaming up with Shay. And so let's I mean I could go down a tangent if we want to keep talking about the white white church, but I'm trying to <laughs> stay <laughs> not even a tangent. I mean that could be a whole Whole long, long that, series, but that, I'm trying to stay focused. I know I am going to try to stay focused on the book, but believe me, I want to. I want to talk about church <laughs> stuff. But so, the, this book, "Are You There, Goddess Me Margaret?" Shay, did you pick this? Did you go to Marcy, or did Marcy you saw her that she met Judy Bloom, and how did that's that? That's what it was. Okay, and you said oh my gosh we got to partner up and talk so like did you talk to judy bloom today, or was it just like oh, no i talked
2: to her oh, and you did? honestly i am about to probably the next couple of days um become a little stalker because i so first of all she and her husband have lived in key west florida for over 25 years she told yes. me this
0: I did she not know just, that either till I was looking stuff so up I'm so like, cool. "Well, she lives there. That's so cool." Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she, she disseminated this information to me nice. because, you know, we got it like that. We're, you know,
0: your pals. Yeah.
2: We're we're buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, she's my best friend. Um <laughs> she, she's just unaware of this. Um so I knew we were in Key West. I knew that she and her husband had this bookstore and I made it a point. I was like to my husband, I was like, "Look, Matthew, we're going to see Judy. But he's like, no doubt, we are going. Mm -hmm. And he had found found the the time. It was like, it opens on Tuesdays. It had something strange about its hours in my recollection. And it like opened from 11. Like, you know what? Don't you love that? Where you're just old enough. You're like, you know, when I open? 11. (laughs) Noon. On Tuesday. Yeah. That's (laughs) when we open. That's right. Oh, I know you might want to book at eight. Too bad. I'm having my croissant and my coffee at eight, but where you can come in is around 11. And I love it. So, so, so we got there it was ever either 11 or 12 and we're like waiting on our little golf cart. And I'm like, okay, it's 11. So I, I pull up and I'm, I'm walking, I'm like doing my little live in front of it, y'all. I don't have an expectation to actually see her. I just have an expectation to get the space. So I'm just doing my little live, like, hey, you guys, I'm here in front of Judy Bloom's, you know, <laughs> the book, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm looking through the door where, you know, the person who's like unlocked it, lights are on, there's Judy Bloom, oh, just gracious. just like with a little book in her hand and just and I was like I I abandoned my life I don't know whatever happened to it I I couldn't even (laughs) focus any longer I'm not even kidding I completely abandoned this life I was like put it in my pocket walked in I was like gonna I was trying to act cool I at first I was like okay be cool be cool be cool be cool Shay you're cool Super cool, like ice, ice. Oh my God, Jenny Blue. Hello, my name is Shay. I'm from Fremont Bahamas. We're here for three more days. I know, I knew that you guys had the bookstore. I just said, I mean, like, poor lady, poor lady. <laughs> <laughs> poor lady. I know she was like, uh, uh, <laughs> but to her credit, never once did oh. she give me the crazy side eye or the front eye. That was just like, uh, step back, you know, like, she didn't do anything. She was like, Oh my dear. And I was like, oh my God. And then we're and we still have our masks on, right? And which I, I love. So I, I'm like, okay. But I don't love it because I can't see her face. And I and I want her to see that I'm normal. I'm cool and normal. Hello, two things, cool and normal. <laughs> no, that's Judy. And, and she she is just being so gracious and so. Receptive of my lunacy, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and the reason why it is lunacy is because I had just finished listening to her masterclass. Those of you who do not, no, have it's amazing! It's amazing. <laughs> do I need to say another thing? I mean, like, some I did not know that people didn't know this masterclass. They're like, oh yeah, like that thing that Oprah does. And I was like, no, no, no. Although that's good. I'm talking. It's an app that has been very intentional about sequestering the intelligence and expertise of every person you could think if there's any subject that you're interested in you're like i wonder what serena williams thinks about tennis you don't have to worry, wonder guess what she has a master class and mm-hmm. oh i wonder what malcolm gladwell was really feeling oh, in his thought oh, process God. Hello. He has a master class. David Sedaris has a master class. Um, you know, Aaron Sorkin, um, Martin Scorsese, uh, Questlove. Love. It was yes. so
1: good. Yeah, Questlove right? was really good. Yeah. Right.
2: So I'm like going. At, oh, Carlos Santana, and yeah. I'm like going down, and I am listening to Judy Bloom, and I am not kidding, y'all. Her master class is impeccable, not just from a literary standpoint. You don't ever have to want to write a word in your life. This woman is breaking down living. And then you start understanding what she was putting in these books that she was was writing for our young hearts. She was putting in there to the best of her ability, a, a pathway a way for us to walk through and journey in our own suchness. She was putting that in there for us to, to sift and find and use and put in our pockets. And that's what you get from listening to her masterclass. This woman is wise. She was before her time. So she's a, revol- time. She's a revolutionary soul. She really is. And mm-hmm. and her revolutionary soul comes in this petite little quiet voice her voice is like this like Mm -hmm. do I even know if I can speak like it's so and I just the juxtaposition of both the 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 strength and loudness of her message and the quietness of her soul and issuance of it. I don't know if I'm making sense. It's just, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, I had just finished listening to this masterclass not too long mm-hmm. ago. So I walked in there with all of this bubbling in my heart and in, to her credit, she just sat there and let it bubbled and mm-hmm. felt gracious, was so gracious tor- towards me. And you know what she said to me when I went to leave, she said, she touched me. She came close She goes, I know you think it doesn't matter what you just said. I know, but just so you know, it does. It makes a difference.
1: Would- I love that. Mm-hmm. So
2: that's my little Judy Bloom story, y'all. It was awesome. And yeah. then I, I tell this to Marcy. And she's <laughs> like,
0: say, I got this idea. <laughs> careful what you tell Marcy she'll get an idea (laughs) so you got the idea and is that the first book you thought of Marcy or tell me what you want to do with that it's an idea
1: well it's funny because you and I had talked a long time ago about doing a book a book study a book club or a book study Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then we did and Jemima Code Mm -hmm. and The thing that surprised me about Ann Jemima Code, even though it's it's, it's a much darker topic, Mm -hmm. it was very affirming and it was so much fun in a community Mm -hmm. of women. We laughed, we cried. I'm not telling you guys, we cried. There were tears. Mm -hmm. There were things going on in our real lives. It was a very special time. Mm -hmm. That time with Patricia and Letty and Tasha and Andrea, I think that's,
0: I mean, sorry to interrupt, but I think that's why we did that getaway because it was a really bonding period that month. And like you said, there were things off, off the record that were crying and deep and really connected over that. Right. Yes,
1: I think so. And I think when we're, and there was identity stuff for all of us. I mean, that book was about forgotten black women who had not been given their propers right Mm -mm. in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And yet that book had something to say to me, it had something to say to Andrea, I had something to say to um, Letty, All, it had something to say to each of us in our own different corners of the world, in our own different experiences. And I just, when you were with Judy Bloom, and I had done her, um, you and I hadn't talked about this, but we have, mass, I got master class for my 50th birthday and I had, I, you know we renew it because I find such a value and even I'm I'm never going to write it I I do write children's stuff but I'm never going to write a young adult book but right I know what it felt like to revere and to love Judy Blume when Mm -hmm. I was young Mm -hmm. here I am this young black girl Mm -hmm. none of her characters except for Iggy's house looked anything like me but I related to the awkward outsideness that every character felt. Yes. Um, and so, and she was just able to write about that so well that y'all, the book was banned. Are you there, God? It's me. Margaret is banned because people didn't want to talk about girls' periods or breast or, or, um, no, um, or the Christian Jewish marriage of Margaret's parents. Like there was That's a right. lot. That terrified the patriarchy, you know. Yes.
0: And they I didn't it. realize that. That's huge. Yeah. Like I did not yeah. realize, since I was reading this morning, it says why it was banned: its frank talk of administration and its presentation of Christian characters in a negative light. I was like, yeah. what? Talk about yeah. whoa fragility there. And um, yeah, I, I tell patri- you what. Yeah. Good <laughs> gracious, yeah. And so I,
1: it just the timing really was it. I, you know, mm-hmm. it was really the timing is outside of control that it just so happened that at the same time that this is happening with Shay and I'm living vicariously through her. I follow a lot of people that just make me feel joy. And she's one of those people that I follow I agree. Because oh, of you. the joy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Shay has every reason if she decided that she just wanted to be a dark soul, she could. And with the reason. But she mm-hmm. hasn't done that. And she put so much light out. In her videos, whether she's running down the road or <laughs> she's, you know, giving her daughter um, a awesome party or she's redoing her back, whatever it is, right? And so I was, thanks. So I was really wanting to just feeling low and was watching her, and then she was with Judy Blame, Bloom, and I, I was like off my sofa with my phone, like look, she, like tell my husband she met. You! So I'm so excited. And then, um, you know, it was just, it was just from there. It's like, how do we how do we keep this fun? How do we keep it, keep it, keep it? And then I also was like, Shay loves Judy Bloom too, because there's that thing too where the other day I was out doing a workout. I was I was like power walking through the neighborhood and I was listening to Roxanne Gay and trusty oh. mill and cotton talk about their favorite books and roxane gay in this very soft voice said someone said that she was reading the age of innocence by edith wharton and roxane gay in a very soft voice goes that's my favorite book and i was like mm-hmm. and that's my favorite book y'all that's like one of my my all-time favorite books and so Ooh. i was like I, I was like, tell my husband, oh my gosh. I like had to stop, like stop my count, like stop my, stop Strava from, cause I was like, cause I don't want to take a step and not get credit, y'all. That's how petty I am. No. I was like, <laughs> like, pause. So I was like, telling him, my husband, like, oh my gosh, Roxanne, get So there's also this sort of black girl love where, where I was a kid and I was teased a lot for a lot of things that I liked as a black girl, not from Mm -hmm. my family. My family was very supportive of anything that I was into, but, you know, I didn't talk to my, my black friends in my mom's neighborhood about Judy bloom. Although I think they loved her too, but it was not cool to love that. That was white stuff, you know? So whenever there's a black woman who is loving something that is, pretty culturally white, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, you love <laughs> Gilmore Girls too. Like I I just, I lose it.
0: I lose it because don't so, hate me. Oh, I never watched yeah. Gilmore Girls. Oh, it's okay. You you don't. You, you don't didn't until it. Marcy talked about it, and then I spent the whole COVID watching every episode with my twelve year old, and she wants to rewatch it, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. It is worth it. We we loved it, but a rewatch, I don't know. Um, we watch Gilmore
1: Girls when we don't know what else to put on. Like Gilmore Girls is just on. Like it's just uh, something that's on. That's funny. <laughs> it's like. It's like elevator music in our home. Yeah. Oh my like god! Like you can I hear it, it playing. Like I can walk by my daughter's bedroom, and it would not surprise me at all. Right now, she's watching an episode of Gilmore Girls. Oh, like that's we, funny. we've watched so we've watched it so much, and like you know. But also, someone like if a black girl can says Hobbit to me, and I'm just like my head will whip around, and I'll be like, <laughs> "Are you a black girl talking about hobbits?" You know, like I am like. I am, I'm there for it. So like black nerdy yeah. girls talking about nerdy things. I'm, I'm so here Dead. for it. If a black girl is decorating her home, <laughs> um, she's doing yoga, any of the things that, you know, are, you know, just kind of white America like I'm like yeah. all for it I'm like if you're a black girl meditating if you're a yeah. black girl going on a retreat if you're a black girl reading young adult novels if you're a black girl reading sci-fi if you're a black girl mm-hmm. like watching being human, being human. Being like, yeah. human.
0: Yeah. Like, if you're that's doing you, these yeah. things that yeah. they say I'm that like, we don't
2: do that they yes. say that we don't do, that there's mm-hmm. an assumption that we don't do, we're not even That interested we don't in.
0: do.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm like, black girls gardening, black mm-hmm. girls being florists, mm-hmm. black girls, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I'm so there for it. Like, I'm 110% there for that. And so that was another attraction was that she was not only did she meet like she was geeking out about it it wasn't that she just was like oh and judy boom's here or oh we we visited the store it was nice i read the book like she i could tell i was like oh she's like me
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Abandoned my life, girl. Y'all, I moved to this neighborhood. I'm not gonna (laughs) lie. Half of the part point that I moved to this neighborhood, we were supposed to move back to our neighborhood that we left before moving to Texas, which was Lincoln Square, which is north in the city. And my daughter was like, "Why do we want to go back to where we were? Like, let's start over." I'm an introvert, and I'm very like type a i was just like because that's work and newness and i'm not <laughs> sure that i want to do that <laughs> mm-hmm. like let's just go back pick up where we left off you know um but my yeah, daughter was so like good. i don't want to really revisit that i want to have a new experience mm-hmm. and so the thing that sold me on li- living in high park was I was like, I might meet Michelle Obama. Who knows? Like, I, you know, I can just be strolling by the house. Extra slow? Yeah, extra extra slow, slow, you know. (laughs) Not too slow because there's some surveillance and they (laughs) might ask me a few questions.
2: (laughs) But, you know. Ma'am, ma'am, keep it moving. Ma'am, keep it moving. We see you
1: here every morning.
2: We need you to keep it moving.
1: So like I'm like like trying to make up reasons like what restaurants did they like, where did they like oh, to go funny. to, what was the coffee shop. So when I found out that Shay was doing it.
0: Wait, you talking, were doing that to Michelle Obama? He was talking no. Judy Bloom oh, oh, okay. and I was like, I was like, talking Michelle Obama too. I'm like, huh. This I was is taking like, a different turn, this conversation. I was like, <laughs> we can,
1: we can really. We can really read about some books and stuff and really get into some things. And so as we were talking about it, I was like, but there are other books. I said that have kind of been the books that good Christian girls didn't read about right. feminism. So like another book was um, The Step for Wives. Mm-hmm. Y'all, that's a wild book that a man wrote about um this suburban white suburban town that is basically yeah. trading the wives in for robots come, yes. on, come here now how in the world do we not talk about this book and talk about that that 70 percent white female evangelical vote right that's important that. i have not read
0: that book but yeah right that's i
1: not- mean come on now that's right. And so mm-hmm. there's just so many books out there like that that have been that were written ahead of their time. They were just ahead of their time, and they were that book that um, you read, but you you read it like secretly or or you know they were they were frowned upon from from the the church. And it's so interesting to me that Are You There, God? Is me Margaret gets banned. But let me tell you, I can't express to you how many women were running around in our church reading gray, 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 Fifty Shades 50 of Gray. Fifty shades, shades of Gray, yes. this is
2: yes. like, and so that's so porn. What, and I'm not mad at you, but it is porn. You yeah. need to right. own that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. own it.
1: And mm-hmm. my thing is, the repression is real. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we don't want to tell our girls about periods, having a period, Right. Or when we don't want them to obsess about what the day that they get breast, Right. We don't want to, we don't want to also talk about the fact that there are mixed faith marriages in the world. Right. All the time, every day. All the time. But we're fine talking about this man. I've not read the book. I'm just, Mm -hmm. so I might say something. Y'all might be like, that's not what it's about. (laughs) But, but we're fine with this man who is keeping himself a, a house sex slave basically right? No, it is. That's the whole thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's good for the the sex life of my marriage. So it's just like, I -hmm. I don't understand this. And and I'm not downing that. I'm like, that's fine. You know, whatever makes it work for you, you do that. But then then for you to be so... But I don't want you to... Yeah. Yeah, I think you were going there. like, But to say that that's okay, but this is... Yeah. Exactly. If that's the thing that I can't stand. It's like, I'm, I'm like, be, if you're going to be down with the be down for all of it. Yeah. And allow other people to be down for what they need to be down for. Sure. And you can't have this critical eye that only looks um, out and not within. And, and-
2: by the way, mm-hmm. that critical eye that only looks out and within and then finds flaw with this and that, and not that. The rules are also very nebulous i i don't know them i can't really really follow them clearly i'm like okay so do we we, we, we that we like 50 shades of gray but mm-hmm. ooh, we don't like this mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. here we don't want you reading about a right. girl having her period okay so we do like that so
1: we right we don't we don't all, like
0: jennifer lopez dancing no, or any brown girls no, dancing no. Scannily. yes yes and god
1: forbid that somebody have a wand. And be a <laughs> whisper.
2: <wizard.
0: laughs> right. Gosh.
1: Right, right. But we're but, all right but with the
0: But the vampire gonna...
1: story is somehow the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are y'all saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god, I've never
2: heard that. I've never heard that silliness. Oh yeah, that.
1: yeah. There was this <laughs> whole thing with Twilight being like, oh, because he was a virgin or something. Oh. The depth, I, I of the depth of
2: what a human the being depth. has will go through to make what they do
1: all right and what you do not all right is insane to me. It's insane. It's insane. So, and at the yeah. end of the day, we're talking about books. We're talking yeah. stories. And I think that that's, wow. and we're treating them like the gospel truth. And I'm just Girl, like-
2: mad at Dr. Seuss being pulled off of a shelf, mad at- um, mad at books that mm-hmm. that have Races. have used the n-word forever but they have loved them forever mad at you even challenging it being read aloud or being prescribed to your children in a classroom right. full of white kids mad at that mad 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 right. and you know what they're not mad about mm-hmm. they're not mad about how their brothers and sisters have felt for years hearing those things.
1: Oh, and you know what else they're not mad about? This is thing. First of all, Dr. Zeus, not all Dr. Zeus books were canceled. So reading right. Green Eggs and Ham was stupid because you can go buy that today. Nobody took green right. eggs and ham off the shelf. They took the problems off, which is exactly what they should have done. Right. Okay. Right. But also to be upset that. A parent doesn't want their child, their black child, or their white child even, to have to hear the, the N-word being read out loud in class in a negative connotation, right? In a way that's demeaning. But in the same way, being so mad that you can't say the N-word when you sing in Gold Digger by, right. by Kanye West, Right, And, right. and so here's it's the like, thing, you, you can say it, but just know you it? might get your ass
2: whooped after. <laughs> Go ahead. You know know, what I mean? So So You can't be mad at the repercussions. You can say it, but what you're saying is you want to say it, but you don't want the repercussions. You don't want any negative repercussions. Mm -hmm. I can't give that to you because of the history of who we are.
1: Well, my one theory of that with um, books like To Kill a Mockingbird, books like um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that you said. Mark Twain. Mark 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 Twain. Twain. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, There are a couple others. I think The Key does as well. My problem, is, the reason why I think they hold on to it Stein so much. Easter East of Eden does. Back, it's because it's the one place where they're allowed to say the word.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, which is ugly. Isn't that ugly thing, you need to admit. It's an ugly thing. That is an mm-hmm. ugly thing about me, Jesus. Help me with that. Because it yeah. ain't pretty. It's not it's a good not look. Pretty. Not a good look. Not
1: a good look. And my question to that is like, well, why do you want to read it? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, why? If this word were the B word instead of the N-word, would you be fighting so hard for it to be read in the class mm-hmm. if it were the D-word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it were M-F? Like, would you be fighting yeah. so hard? Because those, I don't think it, that you would be. Are you going to take that book? And, and my challenge with that, I'm like, if you're going to read To Kill a Mockingbird, you need to pair it with something by Black people. So if you're going to read To Kill a Mockingbird, you also need to read I Know Why the Cage Bird Sing. But you don't want to read that book because mm-hmm. that's that's too tender that's about girl getting raped that's about this that's about that and it's just like but there's rape in to kill a mockingbird her his mm-hmm. her
0: father rapes her so mm-hmm. like but the white person's playing the good guy right and to yeah, kill a mockingbird. exactly exactly you had an sure, excellent sure. conversation with letty about to kill a mockingbird which I yeah, encourage yeah. people yeah. Go listen. No, to, go, people listen to. go listen to that for sure go yeah, listen and- to that
1: because there's a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts about mm-hmm. Mockingbird. But you
2: I think- taught me something, though. You know what? I just want to interrupt real quick. You taught me something really, because I came to you and I was like, now why don't we want *To Kill a Mockingbird* being read in class out loud with, with our our black children, our biracial children, in largely white settings? Why? Why is that? Why don't we want that? Mm-hmm. And because I really wanted to hear from an intellectual standpoint and an emotional standpoint, why this? And you said, well, this is, it's not that the book is not a great literary book. Right. Um, it's, it, it has nothing to do with her not being observant or telling of a good story. But what it does assume, it assumes that everybody, teachers included, and the, and the parents of these children, the households that they're in, that they're from, mm-hmm. are anti-racist. Ooh, and that's that is assumption is too much because the truth mm-hmm. is they could be from a family that's like, that's right, them niggas, I done told you about mm-hmm. them all, you know? That, and so exactly. this is not, this this is now language that's buttressing them in their lives. It is not opening their eyes to a revolutionary understanding right. of what it means to have a multi ethnic or, ble- or black people, la la la, la- people. It's not, it's reinforcing messages that they already may have in their family. So I go back to you when you said it assumes that the households that these children come from, and even the teachers are anti-racist. And the truth is we cannot make those sad assumptions. You can't make those sad
1: assumptions. And not only that, we have been reading that book for years years and years and years and years and years in school. Do our kids know any more about race? No. Right. It's not working. It's obviously right. not a book that's teaching them a thing about race. <laughs> right. So, right. it's But that. it's a book the, that
2: makes us feel like we're teaching them we a thing about like race. We feel like we're
1: teaching them about race, but they still don't know about Jim Crow. Um they still don't know about. There's a lot that that book misses. That it doesn't have a black experience in it except for right. Copernicus. and hers is overshadowed by the fact that she's of a domestic. So it's not her story. I would love, it's not my job, but if you're out there, someone and you're a writer and you would like to do some kind of fiction, I, I would love to hear a Coperna story. And maybe somebody's mm. written that. There might be a book called Coperna. I'm not certain. But I would like to read what was her feelings as the yeah. domestic to the man who was actually running that case what did she know of him and his anti-racism so-called anti-racism because Atticus says like people are like oh in the second book people are like oh Atticus wasn't turns out that he had some issues I'm like he had issues in the killer mockingbird y'all didn't see them like, mm. unbelievable. so But that's the whole thing. It's like, if you're teaching this book, and this is your one book that you're going to teach, that and Mark Twain, about the boy going down the raft with a black man, that's <laughs> right. it. Right. About race relations. Oh, then, yeah, this. your kids are going to really not know a dang thing about race relations.
0: Because... And it's what they still do. Yeah. It's still... the curriculum is i don't know about your 14 year old but i'm still seeing the same 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 thing yeah same thing Mm
1: -hmm. and so i just would love to see something more dynamic i don't want to see these books go away i don't think they should but i do think that if you're going to teach them you have to teach another book in conjunction, or you need to be teaching black poetry alongside it, or you need to be having some um, really good essays. Jericho Brown wrote this beautiful essay called Thrive about, it, it's the one post I made about slavery not being that bad, um, that he just mm-hmm. wanted his whole life to hear just one person say that slavery was a very bad thing and all of his classes and all, and this is a man who's been through, multiple levels of education so Mm -hmm. there are ways to teach that and to also have a black voice in it and i think that that it often just misses the mark so with judy to your point
2: but really quick to your point that i i i'm gonna use your argument again we have to ask what is it that they want to what is it they seek to to do with this why are Mm -hmm. we reading these books so if If we ask that question and the answer becomes evident that what they seek to do is have books that make them feel like they're doing something, then mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. (laughs) I think a part of what you're saying assumes that they actually want transformative conversation and where people actually have a different and deeper understanding of race relation. But I don't know if that's what they really want. Right. Right. So if, if, if that so I am I have to assume that's what they want and therefore it will call upon these other works that you're referencing. But if that's not what they want, if they want performative things, things that look good, things that look laborious or like I've put forth some sort of effort and it has taken labor for me to do right. this, then mission accomplished b- books right. that make me feel like i know that there's racism well that b- mission accomplished your mission is accomplished mm-hmm. and you didn't
0: have to change a damn thing mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. change anything. oh there's so much work with this my gosh okay this could be a cool. whole other too. we kind of have yeah. i mean <laughs> but we just something that you just said um what are you seeking to do like that should be the question for the for the teachers in the school mm-hmm. district so I wanna go back to uh, either got to see Margaret and what you guys are seeking to do with this book. And one of the things, Marcy, you said get in touch with our inner girlhood and healing her with the wisdom we have now. And when I read that, I thought, and as we're talking, I'm like, now when we read books, as women, adult women that are figuring out who we are. We can text or call our friend or like, did you read this? What do you think about this? It's like, I think back to us fifth graders, like we're reading that book in secret and don't even have anybody to talk to about it. Right. Like it never I- dawned on me how that's a little traumatic. And you're just, I remember reading it in my room, never talking to my mom, like not wanting her to find it. And so, so many of us did that as fifth and sixth graders. So yeah, there's a lot to still. I mean, at first I'm like, why, why? this book. But now when I think about this, I'm like, yeah, there is a lot to heal and kind of discuss and work through that we never did. So do you Mm -hmm. want to talk about that? I don't know. Shay, do you want to talk about that part of the goal with it? I mean, I think I loved when
2: Marcy called me, I can tell you, I felt so honored and excited going. I even love the title, black eyed Bible study, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, there is a perspective that has never been massaged. There is a perspective that you and I have lived. Mm-hmm. A- and we've lived amongst these stories that never even necessarily had us reflected in them, but we mm-hmm. felt things, we mm-hmm. thought things, we embodied things. And what are those things? Right. Uh, the idea of being able to dive into works of art, creative writings, um, with the sole purpose of my perspective being explored and valued Mm -hmm. is valuable for me, Mm -hmm. is valuable for Mm -hmm. me. And anybody, no matter what your race or religious affiliation is, when you see that your perspective, that maybe how you see, how you feel, how you experience a thing means something that I think this could give space, not only for black people and black women in particular, women of color, I think it could give people this feeling of, oh, my goodness. I always felt this when this was said, I always Mm -hmm. felt this when I read this and, and maybe how I felt was a valid Mm -hmm. and b worthy of exploration. And so I'm excited from that standpoint, Marcy, I don't know if I told you that, but I, I truly am. I'm like, man, I feel honored to be a part of this black Mm -hmm. eyed, you know, optic, if you will.
1: Well, I'm honored to have you along. It's, it's, and everything you said is so true. It's that to to look at this book, and I know people are probably like, "Well, why don't we read some anti racist racist book?" And, and you can do that, but I don't need to read those books. <laughs> but, um, yes. Quite frankly, I don't I don't need them in the same way, <laughs> and so I don't necessarily want to do a book club on somebody else's anti racist book because I'm doing that work constantly. And I'm reading those books Mm -hmm. constantly, but I feel that this is a way to enter into community that has nothing to, we we have to be able to be in community outside of these racial norms and stuff. So like to be able to commune around this book as women and say, as an Asian woman, what this book meant as a a pan Asian woman, what this book meant as a queer Mm -hmm. woman, what this book meant. Mm -hmm. There are so many different perspectives that we can take because it was the normative at the t- of the time right mm-hmm. when we when we all read it but the other thing that i want to get into too is we have a bunch of margarets in the bible not not by name but let's talk about mary i mean right. how do you it, how do we not talk more about mary when we talk about our own sexuality and our own womanhood and and what it means to be a woman and what it means to be chosen you know mm-hmm. um there's a lot or, or to feel chosen or, or to or to feel mm-hmm. that your body was out of out of your hands and that's exactly right. what happened to mary her body was doing something that she had no control over right so there's mary in that scenario but then we also have the bleeding woman like let's talk about that the that here's this woman who's been bleeding for years and years and years and years and so much so that she's untouchable right and so often what happens with girls who get their periods and start having their cycle they become untouchable suddenly dad's not tossing her up in the air anymore and she's not welcome to sit on his lap or you know suddenly our bodies change and the way that men perceive us and relate to us change i remember i had this uncle that i just adored and and i adored him because he was tall that was basically it that was it he was tall and maybe he came with candy i don't know but um (laughs) he was and he was a very quiet soul and i used to i used to just love to sit near him while he read his bible Um, his dad was a pastor and i think maybe he was trying to be a pastor i'm not certain and he was just an awkward sort of a guy, right? And I just found him fascinating. And I would just sit next to him, and I would just prattle on and on, on on. But as I got older, it became very clear that the women in my family didn't want me. Didn't want me sitting all up against that man. All of a sudden, my presence near him became something Other. sexual, mm-hmm. even though it was. It certainly wasn't to him. But there was definitely this attitude that suddenly i was improper my presence mm-hmm. was improper because he was a man and i think that happens to so many girls grace your daughter grace talked about this a lot on the last on the interview that you had with her how suddenly mm-hmm. just the very make of our bodies becomes an issue mm-hmm. and something to be handled dealt with and moralized that that mm-hmm. our, our becoming women is immoral suddenly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a temptation it's 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 sexual when really it's just natural, (laughs) you know, like women, we're just becoming women. There's nothing salacious about it at all. But it becomes that because of a patriarchal religion and Mm -hmm. many religions are this way that feel like at a certain age, well, now you need to cover up head to toe. Mm-hmm. and now you need to keep your distance you know leave enough room for the holy spirit and so <laughs> um and when you're when you're fifth and sixth grade you're still just a kid you're not thinking like that you're just a kid you know I, oh, yes. but all of a sudden your dreams become dangerous your dreams of having a prince your dreams of your daydreams of the cute boy in class become a danger to mm-hmm adults want to control those thoughts and i think that that's a huge problem and that's another reason why i think it's such a great book to read as women maybe think about what we were told about our bodies what we what were we told about our bodies right as they were maturing
0: because it's a deep sense of shame too i mean like you talked about my own daughter i mean just the layers of shame and i played a role in that too and i think that's why i really like this book topic way more than I thought. Cause like last night I read just the first few chapters and I was like, Oh my gosh, seeing this now as a mom and thinking back to like the weird shame that I felt reading it, or I shouldn't be like, how this is going to help me with my now 12 year old read this with her. Like just, there's so right. many layers of it. And I think going back, reading as moms, we're all raising daughters to help us through that. Because I feel like I'm feeling my way through that one too. of How, right. how do I do it? How do I do it better with her? Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot there. And you guys are going to be amazing guides to steer us through this. So tell me how this works. So the book club starts the 30th of March, right? People sign up. Tell me that Marcy, the details. Okay. So you need to sign up for, we're going to start
1: June 1st reading the book. So start reading the book or you can be already reading it, but start reading the book June 1st. The big discussion will be on June 30th. There'll be a big discussion, a thread, a discussion thread that um, Shay and I will host on Substack. So you have to be a subscribed paid subscriber because I do have parts of the newsletter you can get for free, but you can't get the book. Cl- you can't get the Bible study and you can't get the book club and you can't get the podcast unless you you're paying five, a month okay. that's because okay. i'm paying people and i'm paying myself so <laughs> and it takes time to have these discussions so we'll yeah, do a discussion thread and but in between then and now shay and i have talked about doing things like okay. doing challenges and prompts like okay. writing your your sixth grade self a letter um Doing things like that, um, doing some giveaways that kind of tie into this book. Okay, and just some fun things that we're gonna do, and then some sillier things that are just just fun. Like just thinking of who your friends were back in fifth and sixth grade, right? Right. And the um, things you believed, and the things that you believed, and and just really allowing ourselves to embrace that embrace that girl and to tell her that she was always okay she was all, there was it was never about her whatever was happening if it was a trauma and a horror mm-hmm. and for many of us that was absolutely the truth if you felt invisible if you felt like the freak on the outside you know like your your body was developing faster than all the other girls it was right. never about you never mm-hmm. You know, there's that thing that these things happen to us at that very crucial age where you don't feel like you can tell your mom, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And you don't feel like you can talk to your friends and and, and actually that's exactly what you do. You talk to your friends and they all know nothing. They all know nothing. (laughs) And so there's a whole bunch of nothing going back and forth, just stupidity being shared and passed around. Mm -hmm. you know and passed around and Uh so um i remember a cousin told me that if you used baby oil Uh on your chest that um it would Uh increase Uh, uh, your 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 bust line and girl i was rubbing baby oil like a crazy fool I'm just here to tell you, there's just so much. And now as women, we come with all this wisdom and we can look back on all that and go, oh, I know so much more. But then there's the darker things that need to be held. Also at that time, just to be real with you guys, um, in sixth grade, I had a sexual assault Mm -hmm. at that age and so and didn't understand that that's what that was didn't didn't really know what that was
2: that
1: that was and so to go back and read this book that was to me the only book that told me anything and it really wasn't saying all that much y'all right (laughs) that was my that was my book that was telling me something that in the bible that was it if i needed to know anything Mm -hmm. about sex it was something biblical Like don't have it. (laughs) Or about your body, like your body's a temple, right? Oh or it was something from Judy Bloom
0: that made you feel yeah, normal. That's for not wanting enough it. information, oh, y'all. Yeah. And so that we is got not whole, enough information. We got a whole generation of us so messed up in our oh. oh, sex <laughs> oh yeah. I think we should
1: talk about oh. that. And I think we should get into purity culture and all oh that gosh, kind of yes. stuff. I think there's a no. lot to talk about.
0: I think there is too. And you too. Are oh going to be God. amazing, and what do we Whoa. think, ladies? It's eleven forty. Should we wrap up? Yeah, <laughs> we wrap up,
1: for sure. Okay.
0: But even though I'm loving this, I could just <laughs> sit back and listen to both of you talk all day. Your stories, Marcy. I'm yeah. Oh, um, my god. so oh
2: my god
0: people can get more of this where this came from people can get more and it's gonna be fun i'm gonna sign up for it i'm gonna see if my I'm, i am gonna read this book with my 12 year old i'll see if my 18 year old will do it i don't know if she thinks she'd be on that she might way. it's a pretty
1: feminist book it's 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 a good book to read i mean Judy Bloom was ahead of her time, y'all. Yeah. yeah. She was, she it's was an easy read of her life. And it's an easy it's read. Easy. That was the other thing. It had to be easy. Yeah. It could not be. I love Abram Kendi, but that's a lot of reading. You know? Right. I, I love my own writing, but sometimes my writing's much. You know, it's a lot of reading. I wanted something that you could either listen to on Audible very easily, or you could just read in an afternoon, honestly. Yeah, like you can't. Last night I'm like, be, I think
0: I could finish this. Like it's yeah. such a quick read, so. Yeah,
1: I, uh, wanted, I didn't want it to be taxing. I didn't want people to feel like they were gonna fall behind. And also I wanted people to be familiar with the book that if you wanted to be part of the discussion, you can. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. This is not a book club where someone's like, if you didn't read the book, you can't participate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nonsense, you can participate. Mm-hmm. If, if you are familiar with the book, you can participate just sign up and subscribe. That's the one thing that you do have to do. Okay,
0: and we will put the link to that because you can do it through Instagram, you have the link, but then you can also, yeah. if you're not on Instagram, so we'll make sure to put the link in the show notes right. so people can do that. Right, I'll get to the, do that. the link. yeah. Okay, yeah. very good. And then Shay, where can you be found if people wanna connect with you? But we'll talk more details about you, Shay, but just for now, if people wanna get a little bit more about you and connect with you.
2: You know what, head to my Instagram, at ShayBear, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. We'll put links to all that. And I'm excited to, uh, read and have fun. We're fun with you guys. So I would love to Yay. keep talking. I really would, but oh, it's probably for time, us. It's probably time to, to get moving. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you for doing this. Both of you, you guys are going to be an amazing team with all of this. So I'm excited to see both partners. Oh,
2: I'm them. about to call yeah. Marcy because she's hilarious.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I did recording it. The link to sign up for the Black Eyed Study and Womanist Book Club is in the show notes. And just to clarify, when you sign up for the Bible study for $5 a month, you automatically get access to the book club. So go sign up, get your book, and join us in reading along this month.